Dad Pod Games Cast, a show where two and sometimes three dads get together and talk about games, stuff adjacent to games, dad stuff, and or just trying to do this hobby while getting older and having less time. I'm your single host today, Joe Owens, uh, and not as always to my right, which is nothing today except for my desk, uh, across from me, best friend since childhood, met him in third grade, friend of the show, Ryan O'Callaghan. Hello. Ryan, today we are doing something uh, that we've talked about, uh, that we've wanted to do. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we might have wanted to do this before we even had an idea about like a podcast. Like, I think we wanted to just talk about D&D. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that for years. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, man, we're going to kind of talk about everything as it pertains to, you know, us playing it, us getting into it, us getting our kids into it. Um there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff and uh I would also say that there's not enough stuff because you and I we came to it late late in life. We did. Well, I mean, we always saw the kids in high school that were playing it, you know. And yeah. then it was like, "Ah, we don't want to get into that." But then it was like in the back of my mind, I'm always, "Yes, I do want to play. <laughs> actually, I don't know what to do." Uh this rules actually. Um yeah, like when you think about what Dungeons and Dragons is, uh it literally, it just, it's all of the stuff that we like in a board game, which I mean, more like we're going to talk, we're going to call it a board game, a tabletop game. Um, and we just like somehow never like you wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, but neither of us knew. Like you know, we just like never talked about it. Where or yeah. What to do or how to get started. Cause I mean, I think you could probably do uh, a two player D and D, especially like now they have like a lot more like modules that you can go to your game shops uh, wherever your tabletop store is that sells minis. And they have a lot of modules for like even like one player where like, right. I feel like that didn't exist as much when we were kids. Maybe it did. We just weren't aware of it. I, I always thought you needed like six to eight people. Uh, right. I thought it was like this big group thing. Yeah. Because yeah. the one kid that I knew in high school that played, he had like eight guys yeah. in his party. Yeah. And that it's really cool. Uh, as we'll talk, we'll talk about a little bit later when you, when you do get like, I wouldn't call our group big, but it's not like it's not just like three dudes. It's not just like two adventurers and a, like a game master. Right. Since we have five, I think it's yeah. like the perfect size because yeah. you have one DM, four players. Right. Just just the way you know God and Final Fantasy intended. Exactly. Except Final Fantasy Four, which you know we allow that game to have five five characters because you know it's fun. Shout out to Final Fantasy. Yes. Um, right. Like so originally. When did you like become aware, like yourself, of D and D, and like what what got you interested in it, like originally? If you if you can remember back that far. Okay, so um, you remember back in high school because I mean we were always into like the role playing games and things, and uh, back in high school, do you remember a guy named Donovan? Uh, it's like ringing a very faint bell. Okay, well. He's way, way back in the corners of my mind. <laughs> back when we had like the early outs, he was the one that would take me home. Right. Like I would give him gas money and take me home. Right. And uh, he would always talk about playing D&D all the time. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds super sweet. And yeah. I'm like, I'd love to play sometime. Just never happened. And then I also saw um, there was a couple friends of our mutual friend, Chuck. Yep. Uh, Shout that, out to Chuck. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, he's out there listening somewhere yeah. someday. Um, he had a couple friends that played. And uh, I was always like, man, this is be like super cool. And also my cousin used to play a cousin that I don't really talk to a whole bunch, but um, he just was, uh, 
he used to play all the time as well. And it was like, I always wanted to try, just never had a party or a group of people that I thought would really be into it. Yeah. Cause you know, it, you just, it just feels like you need more than two. You're right. I mean, it would always be, it always felt like, you know, it's like you you and your core group of buddies, like what right. we have now, you know, right. like the five of us is always like, it's like, it's, just felt right when the five of us got together and yeah. started playing. It was so good. It was like a revelation. It was like, why didn't we do this sooner? Uh, I, there's no answer to that. I don't think, I don't think we've ever come up with like a good answer other than of why we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, it's, it's a thing that literally all of us like, and it turned out we all really like rolling dice on a board. Yeah, It's amazing. You know, venturing into the, the realms of the, the theater of the mind. Do you remember because I actually remember this. My first encounter with D&D was hearing about it on the news with all the satanic panic. Oh, back in like, what was it? The, like 80s. the late 80s. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the satanic panic. Yeah, do, do, you, remember do you remember that? I'm using yeah. scare quotes here with the satanic <laughs> panic because it was really dumb. Well, and like when we first started, like, I mean, we, after like, you know, we got our group together and we started playing, I did like a total deep dive, you know, into the yeah. YouTube archives of like just D&D oh, videos. Oh, there's so much. You know, there's like so D&D much podcasts stuff. and just yeah. videos about it. And then I came across the the old like PSA satanic panic yeah. commercial and had a good laugh about that. Oh my God. It was so dumb. <laughs> like people, you know, that they, they've been up in arms, if, you know, uh, during our parents' days, it was worrying about rock and roll. Uh, you know, oh God, yeah. everybody's like shucking and jiving and thrusting their hips and you can't have that. That's gonna, that's gonna, you know, I don't know, make our daughters do cocaine and get crazy or something. I don't know. They had all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. There's there's a lot of really bad, uh, bad connections. The, the end of days. It's the end of days. Of stuff. Yeah, and then it was D and D, and then it was Mortal Kombat when we were growing, like oh, growing yeah. up, like later. Uh, it, it seems like all people are always trying to like take away the cool stuff. Uh, no, no matter what, we're always getting our, our our stuff taken away, or well, they try. It never actually happened. No. Um, that would have sucked though, because you know had uh, had the had the the panic over D and D one, uh, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it right now because right. It, it turns out it literally has nothing to do <laughs> with Satan at all. No, but some folks, you know, they, they've been scared of witches and things like that their entire life. So we, we can't really, if, if you're looking for a villain, you're going to find one. Yeah. Anywhere. And there's some dope villains. Yes. Uh, in D and D, uh, turns out. Um, so like, Okay, so you were our first, uh, our group's first D and D DM. Did the one shot, yeah. How did you? How did you end up doing it? I can't remember. How did, did you volunteer? Did you like say how do we? How do we start? I don't well, remember. I just, I, well, because I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Yeah. Like I was like, I I want to get a group started. So I called. I remember calling you. I called, uh, you know, Jake Tyrone. Like I even called like a few of our other friends, just like yeah. that I knew that were into like fantasy books and stuff. And right. I was like, hey, would you be interested in this? And I think everybody said, yeah. And yeah, everybody was like, yeah. So, I, but like originally it was going to be um, you, me, Jake, and Zach. Yeah. And then uh, I was. Shout like, out to Zach. And uh, we're going to talk about like, Zach here in a little bit. And then I, I was over at uh, Tyrone's house and I was like, Tyrone would, Tyrone needs to be in on this. Yeah. So I got, got him and I was like, dude, this is what we're doing. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it going. And so, uh, I ended up uh, just going online through um, just some old like D and D archive like modules, yeah, like, like one shot, some homebrew stuff. Turns out that's a real good way to start if you're and looking was, to start. And it was like super simple, free, real easy. But even before that, uh, Zach's 
brother-in-law because I had no idea even how to like DM right. or anything. And so uh, he did a, a real simple one shot at his house. And this dude has an amazing D&D collection. Like it's his, it's his, 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 his Does he have like entire a whole basement? Ba- oh, I was going like to say my room. Nerd room. Yeah. Like my nerd room. D&D. Yeah, we need to, uh, at some point, as a side note, for the Dad Pod Gamescast, we're going to get some pictures uh, posted on the Substack of Ryan's nerd room. It's great. Uh, I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to wait. You guys are going to wait. Thank you. And check check it, because it's going to be dope. But yeah, like, you know how I have all the NES games on the walls and stuff? D&D minis, the original books. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff. Like, it was incredible. Yeah, I want to see it. I haven't, I haven't, I I have not seen this man's room. When we set up at a table, that was the focal point of his room. Oh, nice. Is it in the middle? Every. It was right in the middle, and his battle mat covered the entire thing. Oh, that's very and cool. Every, you know, like we use the figurines, you know, yep. like the minifigs and stuff, and it, like everything was perfect. Every person that was sitting at the table had their own handbook, had their own monster manual, had yeah. their own sheet, and like he made up just quick characters for us. Yeah. And did a one shot, and he basically said, you know, I'm going to do this one time for you guys, and then I guarantee you're going to be able to do it. Right. So we went and played that one shot with him, and then that's when I. Did, got the homebrew together and and, uh, and caught the bug to, and caught the bug yeah pretty much and uh, came back <clears throat> and uh, basically just kind of ran through it came up with a, a quick old, a quick little uh, story of how to get everybody together I think yeah. everybody got arrested and they were in a prison yeah yeah that's and like you guys had to break out people I think I think I've read a lot of stuff because I'm attempting to DM our next uh, module. And one of the things I found that a lot of like experienced DMs recommend is don't overthink some of the stuff because so much of it's going to happen organically or it, none of it's going to happen. Right. There's always a chance. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I got to just bring in the story because uh, I, I, you know, I really wish I could have been at the uh, one shot because I feel like that would have like helped my confidence in DMing. So what I did is overprepared and then, you know, watch the videos later. It says, Hey, don't overprepare. But I did that for our first, uh, you know, session of the new module. And I swear to God, this group of guys uh, did everything they could <laughs> to uh, break the module within within three minutes. Like, I, I wish I would have set a timer because I was like scrabbling uh, uh, Tyrone Williams, uh, who also has DM for us. He did our second module, uh, like masterfully done. You did uh, an incredible job. Yeah, like... Uh, Man, man's is good. Curse of Strahd. Yeah, Curse of Strahd, which we'll also talk about here in a little bit. Um, I had to like ask him. I'm like, okay, uh, time out. Uh, I need to like go into like DM to DM mode. Okay, what should I what should I do here? Because like I was like, I don't know what to do. They're they're messing me up. And so uh, my recommendation: plan a little for every little, little encounter. Like read read ahead, obviously. Like know the the crap before mm-hmm. you do it, uh, and then like. Just like get some very simple notes about what, just try to think of like, know your friends. What are they going to do? How are they going to try to break it? Always think that way uh, because you're going to have a better time and it's going to, you're not going to be like uh, having like a half panic attack because Dude, even when we were, <laughs> because doing... your friends want to like turn around and like leave, the, <laughs> leave the module area. I mean, even, even do when, when we started that very first session. Even during that one shot homebrew, which is a very straightforward homebrew, you know, it was like, 
I don't know what to do right now. Right. And so it was like, all right, we got to come up with something quick. Oh, yeah. Because even with that little thing, dude, it can go off the rails. Yeah, and dude. It's just like, well, all right, yeah, because like, uh, you know, uh, in, in the one we were doing, because we were just uh, to get my feet under me, I wanted to do the one that came with the D&D starter kit, which is Minds oh, of Fandelver. Yeah. Uh, and you're supposed to like take this contract and just like, go do the thing. And they were like, but what if we don't want to do the contract? What if we just want to go blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, take the goddamn contract. <laughs> just take it. Just take just the contract. Just make this shit easy. Take the contract. Yeah. And so, uh, that was like, I don't know. That was really helpful. It was funny. Uh, it made me really nervous, but it has also get it like that day. I think I learned more that day about DMing than watching any number of videos oh, be- yeah. because like, once you get into it, like, like I have been like by far the worst DM because I've been so bad about getting everybody together, but, uh, I've got some cool plans. And I think, uh, as you know, the listeners of the podcast know, Eddie and I both, uh, do some writing. And so I think I'm going to incorporate some of my stuff in there. Sure. Uh, because, uh, if you don't know where something's going, what better source of material than something that's already in your head? Right. Well, I mean, even, <laughs> even with that, you know, the first couple that I did with, I pulled all kinds of stuff from Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's, yeah, I was like, uh, I'm just going to change the names here. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, at, just so everyone's clear, uh, Dadbot Gamescast, big fan of uh, Tolkien. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, none bigger probably than uh, Rhino Callahan on the show right now. Uh, I would say probably the biggest Tolkien fan of the group. And uh, yeah, man, like, it, it, draw from what you know, you know, like just... Just roll it with it. Just well, it, I mean, in where we were at, I mean, everything fell into place. I was like, man, this sounds just like this part in the book. I'm, yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm taking yeah, it. It doesn't matter because you know what? Like, uh, if you go back and look at historical battles and stuff, uh, whether you're looking at like Alexander the Great or Hannibal, like they're famous because like they ran battles like very similarly. You can bring that all the way to modern day to where you look at like really good football teams that like execute their game plans week in and week out and so you're gonna have adventures that are gonna look similar to ones that already exist and ain't nothing wrong with that i'll try and reinvent the wheel no you know um i'm gonna kind of go back and forth because like i want to talk about obviously like like all of our experiences and we're not really limited by time uh my boys are at taekwondo today so uh you know we got plenty of time um i want to talk about when you finally got to switch from dm to player uh, I, I want you, I want you to describe your first character, uh, uh, to, to, to the listeners. <laughs> uh, well, his, uh, well, he was basically a hobbit, like a halfling rogue. Yeah. His name was Norm Fourfingers. And yeah. Yeah. Norm, Norm Fourfingers. Norm Fourfingers. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, he was, I mean, your typical rogue, like, just, is there a typical rogue or do I you mean, mean like the, are you talking the, like prototypical like, kind of dickheadish yeah you know, like yeah I mean, you got, got using them picking on the half elf <laughs> we're gonna talk about half elves a lot uh in this podcast and you know uh just literally out to do as much damage as possible steal as much as you can yep um and it was like i loved that character can you can you describe your typical uh because if you can't i can uh, describe <laughs> when we got, <laughs> when we would get into like a battle, like an encounter, what you would typically do 
right would, off the bat. I would hide. Yeah. <laughs> sure would. Man's would go uh, invisible. What was it? Uh, everybody was low on health. I was the only one that wasn't low on health, and we had to get through the door. So I, what I did, I ran through the door, busted open the door, and then hid behind the door. Yep. And basically, like, everybody was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Because well, uh, at that point, the encounter started. Uh, I played enough Baldur's Gate uh, 3 to know. Uh, you know, shout out to my runner-up game of the year. Uh, when you burst open a door and there's mans on the other side, sh- like shit's going down. Like it's time. It's time to roll. Uh, that was a good one. Do you, uh, <laughs> that, that door encounter is pretty funny. Uh, you know, wh- do you happen to remember much about, uh, my character, Solion, Galaxern, Dragonborn Druid of the Circle of the Moon? I do. I remember you could not roll to save your life. For what? <laughs> Just getting through the door. Getting through the door. I, I hit think, my head and you, fell over. You, you hit the head. You hit your head, <laughs> fell over, and then you couldn't get up. And then you had to grab a hold of grab a hold of the wall sconce. Yep. But then you rolled a one, so the wall sconce ripped Just off. Just ripped hit, right out. Hit you in the head. Yep. And you fell back down again. I took damage <laughs> from the. I took environmental damage in the first battle. Of the new, were those new characters? Did we roll new those characters? Those were brand new. Those okay. were like, that was when I was DMing. I, Norm Fourfingers hadn't even come in yet. Yeah, that's what I thought, because we all had, yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm, like, ready to roll. This, uh, and I made him real tall. He's, like, <laughs> seven foot six we're or something. In, like, we're in a cave. Yeah, we're in a cave. <laughs> and so the first time, uh, it's like uh, it's like Home Alone. It was just like Home Alone. Uh, only there's no kid doing this. It was the, yeah, I it was just. the oh. gigantic dragonborn. Oh my God. I was being punished by the environment and the D&D gods, but it was hilarious. It was. That was uh, that I was don't hilarious. even know if I participated in the first battle. I think you might've got like one or two hits in. Maybe. But. Because it took a while to it get took up. A while, yeah. It took a while for you even to get up and get moving because you couldn't, you were so big in the cave that you just kept running into stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, uh, I think. If I remember right, and it's probably because Tyrome is such a good D and D DM that uh, I feel like he made me do a lot of like like acrobatics and athletics checks, which the athletics wouldn't have been a problem on its own because my strength was fairly high being a dragonborn uh, and whatnot. But my I was basically clumsy as shit, like yeah. just falling over stuff, and I think uh, that just because I feel like I was clumsy the whole campaign except for. Uh, some really epic stuff at the end, which I, uh, we could talk about later, which I was really like happy that I finally did something heroic versus <laughs> uh, Charlie Chaplining my way through the, <laughs> through the environments. Um, and the other thing that I actually remember about Norm Fourfingers, uh, the first thing was always hiding as soon as the battle yeah. started. And then uh, Norm would loot any corpse we came across. He would loot oh, yeah. no, ma- no matter what. <laughs> Whether we killed them or not doesn't matter. Whether it was socially appropriate or not didn't matter. If there was just like a dead guy care. in the in, in the care. middle of the street, Norm's looting him. Dude, it, there's something on him. I'm finding it. Uh, man, and but I, that actually worked out because didn't you have like a horde of like health potions and stuff? Like I feel like you had like a lot of stuff that like you could just like give us and <laughs> there was, like there was pass a few around things that I picked up just from like randomly yeah. like looting things. Like, do you uh, remember a lot like of health potions and um. Uh, I think I got the, uh, what was that? The gray bag of tricks. Yeah. I think I got that from just some rando encounter. Yeah. I think, um, if I recall, like you were also, well, Norm was pretty wealthy by the end because of all the gold and stuff that you had found. Like, because you had, you had a good like detect 
secrets maybe was it was that the high thing that you could like find like gold hidden in walls and (laughs) i i I remember because i we i remember taking the gold and just putting it into the wagon yeah yeah oh man if (laughs) and i have (laughs) those bales of straw (laughs) such a huge deal (laughs) yeah yeah he's the only one with the bed (laughs) made the half elf sleep on the boards though yes like i mean it like, was like such a big deal when we were getting the wagon together. Oh, like nobody and this, else wanted a bale of hay. And eventually, the just the wagon uh, turned into this ultra murder it, wagon. It was a murder wagon. <laughs> it had like robotic arms and gold rims. It had, yeah, and it had spikes coming off the wheels so that if like we ran up on anybody, like you know, if they were pulling a cart beside us, we could just bump them off the road and just shred their cart. Uh, it was uh, impressive to say the least. Um. That kind of that kind of makes me uh, like think about the next thing I want to talk about is how like I really love how like at least for example like in our group our characters kind of like came out into the real world became like parts of our conversations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point we had a reanimated skeleton called Fred, uh, yeah, which was awesome. That was, uh, that was he great. was like literally for some reason our our, our buddy was- Zach's rival like <laughs> Zach Zach the half elf Corzeron hates just, him yeah he to still this hates day him. anytime a skeleton comes up in a meme. Uh, it's Fred. Yeah, it's Fred, and 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 Zach is uh is 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 talking shit about him. Um, we man, had a fight like, at one time, didn't we? What's that? We had to fight each other. Yeah, I think I, I think, think we, we did. Just, like made Fred fight him. Yeah, and we and Fred was uh he was reanimated because of a dagger we had like stabbed. Yeah, the into dagger him. of reanimation. Yeah, because we had to stab it into that mayor to walk him across the town. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some, some sometimes you got to perp walk a mayor, a dead mayor, across the town to make people uh, think that things are okay. That was so terrible, dude. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like all of this stuff is like so cool. Uh, and like, it's stuff that you remember, like, these are things that happened like, like three or four years ago now. Like when we were like, I think probably even longer than that. Yeah. That'd be because, oh yeah. I mean, it would have been pre COVID. It was, it was so, so time, man, time is flying, but I remember it. Like it was like last year, like it was just like a thing. I still like when when I'm at work, I randomly just, these things pop into my head and I'm like, you know what? That was a good time. Yeah. It was just (laughs) like, uh, I don't know, man. Like if you, if you set it up and you let the game breathe. Uh, which again, this this happens when you've got a really good DM. Uh, which I'm not trying to take anything away from you, by the way, because like our first, I mean, it was so good that like the rest of us kept doing it. Like me and Jake. Did Jake do the one shot with you guys, or is it just you and Zach? And it was other? just me, Zach, and Zach's brother. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, like so, so you know, me and Jake and Tyrone, we kept coming back, like because we we had to know what happened. It was so good, dude. So. So D and D and and kids, man. Like, did you did you so did you bring it up to your boys, or did they just see you prepping for like our games and stuff, and then showed an interest? They saw me prepping for our games, um, and uh, I remember because at my dining room table I had yep. it all set up and everything, yep. and then they came home like when we were like right in the middle of it, and they wanted to sit and roll and yeah and play and stuff, and then uh, I was like, yeah, they they were like, we want to play, we want to play, and I'm like, okay, you know, we'll play. And it'll be great, you know. And but uh, I, for them at the time, they were probably what six, six and seven, yeah, at the <clears> time. <throat> and uh, I kind of figured that the actual D and D game was just going to be too much for them, right? And <clears> so uh, I just googled, you know, kids D and D, right? Kids D and D, because much. like what I mean, what else would you type? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like easy D and D, you know, yeah. like I don't know. And uh, I ended up finding Hero Kids. Uh, shout out to Hero Kids. Uh, it does cost 
the 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 end the cost of entry is is minimal and uh, I, man it is worth it i want to say i paid for every module that they had i want to say i paid like 25 dollars at the time i don't even know if it's that much because i feel like i picked up an extra one and it was like maybe like 15 it was like super reasonable and this guy oh my god i'm really sorry sorry hero kids we'll put uh your name in the notes uh because i want people to check this out yeah um he, I'd say he from about kids five and up yeah is he, amazing yeah he simplified kids. it he he basically made all of the important dice rolls uh he kind of like <laughs> lack of a better term rolled certain dice rolls into other dice rolls so that mm. you're not messing with a full set especially if your kids aren't ready yeah, for they it. they only use uh, D6s. Right. So if you got a pile of D6 and dice... You probably, and a lot of people probably go. do. Yeah, uh, like, you, you could do all this if you have, like, Yahtzee laying around. You, you can play. <laughs> yes, perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. If you got Yahtzee, you can play Hero Kids with your yeah, kids. Yeah, and you can print it out, or you can run it on, like, an iPad. Just, just yeah. pull up stuff. Um, it's really... I don't know, man. It's really, really awesome. And uh, so anyway, I didn't want to take away from what you are saying. No, I, was just, no. I just wanted to give a shout-out to them because I'm, I'm really glad that uh, it exists. Yeah, and... Uh, Playing the Hero Kids, I mean, it is absolutely perfect for younger kids. Um, it's very straightforward. You don't even need to prep, right? You know, like, but I mean, I still read through it beforehand. Yeah, you got to know uh, like where you're going. Yeah. You don't want any surprises for the DM, <laughs> right? But even though it is so linear, yeah, you know, um, I uh, I still let the kids role play it out. Yeah, like each one of these Hero Kids, like I guess if you want to call them modules. They said that the uh, they should take between forty five minutes and to an hour. Yeah, I, th- I think they have a couple longer ones for anyone interested. Uh, but I think they're for like a little bit older, like maybe like maybe nine and ten. But I let the kids role play it out as if they were playing, you know, full on D and D. Yeah. So this one hour module turned into like three and a half hours. Yeah. Now for a kid to sit and stay focused for three and a half hours, right, is pretty good. Yeah, and. and- that's just a testament to number one, the the material, and number two, again, the quality of the DMing. Yeah. Like, it cannot be understated. And uh, the one thing that jumps out to me is uh, Shame is my oldest. Right. He um when we were playing and I was letting them RP everything, and they uh, he they were down in the sewers and he they he found a mushroom and he had to like they they didn't know what this mushroom did. Right. And. Uh, so they got into a, a an encounter, and he force fed it to a rat. Yeah, and it killed the rat. Oh, so like that's like something like it was like one of those things where it was like he came up with that totally on his own, right? You it's know, emergent gameplay. Yeah, like I mean, he he was in the zone, and he was like, I I was just gave him kind of the layout of what was happening in the cat in the sewers, you know, and right. he found all this stuff, and like yeah, he like totally played it out all for himself. And I just let I just let him roll with it. I'm like, dude, use your imagination. That's great, right? You know. And another thing that I did personally, I don't know if you have you you've done. Your yeah, kids, we've your done uh, at least two or three modules. Uh, what I did with uh, my boys is when I printed everything off because I'm a pencil and paper yeah kind of guy. And um, when the battle maps on the piece of paper, I actually used coins for the enemies right you know the so you common can guys, visualize them yeah so the common guys are pennies you know the the higher ups are nickels and dimes and then the the boss at the end is a quarter so whenever the kids killed an enemy they got to keep the penny yeah. and then they could put it in their piggy bank yeah. i thought that was a pretty good idea. yeah no that's a real good idea i think uh there's a there's a monetary incentive too right like if, it'd be like if someone wants to pay you for playing video games 
That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool job. I mean, you killed the big baddie. You got a quarter. Like, it's a good day, man. Yeah. So what uh, what kind of characters do they like to play? Um, Shay was, he played like a kind of a, almost like a half rogue ranger. Okay. Um, and Nolan was uh, a what they called like a brute, I guess, would be like either a fighter or a warrior. Yeah. Just a... A Diablo barbarian? Yeah, pretty much. The big yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, actually even... My wife, Steph, she was even playing, and she played a female. I want to say, I got. I'm gonna have to go back and look at her character sheet. Yeah, but uh, I want to say, almost like a, uh, like a female, like almost like pirate. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like I've seen that. I feel like I've seen that character because I printed off all like the character sheets mm-hmm. and stuff. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but it was, she was basically a pirate. Did you guys? So you guys did a new module recently. Uh, uh, it was the board game. Okay, the, the board game Bedlam in Neverwinter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, is one of awesome. Yeah, one of the really dope uh, realms mm-hmm. of the. Uh, uh, there, I, I forgot how many realms there are in D anD. And I'm actually going to take the characters that we made for this. Yeah. and kind of roll them into because I just got my kids for Christmas. I got them their own dice bags and their own sets of dice. Yeah, and all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to take what we did in. Bedlam for Neverwinter because it is a board game and right. you have to just solve puzzles right. and things like that. And the puzzles are great. Yeah. Not too hard, not too. No. Because, like, I, it even says like 12 and up. Yeah. But the boys were figuring them out. Yeah. So, yeah, they kind of have to like do that so that you're not getting, you know, not putting like a four year old on it and then getting frustrated when they can't <laughs> figure, right. well, figure yeah, things I can out. Imagine like two, like three or four, yeah. four like, you know, five year olds. Just learn how to, to figure read. out this. You now I got to like figure out some, some puzzles. All right. But, um, no, it, it worked out great, and I'll take those characters from that and roll them into a new campaign. Are they? Um, are those the characters you just described? Or did they play something different in the that game, the board game? They they played something different in the board game, but when we were playing Hero Kids, they had yeah. their own their own other characters. What would they play in the in the Neverwinter? Um, it, well, it's totally random. Is it? Uh, yeah. So you like you basically one person fans out the cards, and you just pick, and it's like. You're a wizard, and you get dexterity and yeah. you know, strength, and that's like so. There's a chance to get something really, like really you, terrible, yeah. and you know, or really awesome. Yeah, like I think uh, Nolan's like a Nolan is my youngest, and he uh, he got a cleric, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Steph got a ranger. I, what's my I, I really are you so? Like, are you so? Is it a game where you guys can all play, and the game acts as its own DM? Yep. Cool. So you have four characters, and then the, you basically just roll through as, and the DM is just kind of auto. Yeah. Autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, that's really cool. I want to, I want to check out some of these things. I want to go pick up some more stuff. We've got a relatively close game shop to uh, where, Dude, we, I like where, that place, where we both live and there's yeah. like a lot of cool stuff in there. There's a lot really of good stuff in there. A lot of way to spend a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the problem is I like went in there for, to buy the boys their own sets of dice. And I, I left there after spending like almost like a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's just stuff. It's so easy to do because there's just stuff you want. Not necessarily need, but stuff you want, and then you. They, they had all the new minis, and then I bought yep. the mystery bags of dice. I sent you guys pictures. Yeah, they're very very <laughs> cool. Um, so, do you have you have you done anything that's like actual like like straight up uh like from like D and D yet with your kids, or has it just been the the hero kids and then like the board game and stuff? Just the hero kids and the uh bedlam of Never, yeah. Neverwinter. Um, but I do want to start. The new what campaigns? How about yourself? Have you done? Yeah, we with the boys in? we have done uh, like bits and pieces of various parts, mostly because I just wanted to get experience like managing like situations and scenarios. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my, my question was going to be, do you, do you like, mod- have you modified the rules at all for anything or do you just kind of go with like, I modify all the rules. Yeah. I, I kind of play my own game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, because I think that, I don't know. I care more about like first them having a good time than right. two like it being fun. Right. Like, like, and like, you know, telling a good story rather than like, Oh, I don't know, man. Like that. Well, like I got to look at the rule book. No, right. Like, just go with what you feel. Man. Right. Yeah. And so like, I mean, so I, so I was, I was, as I was like, you know, like preparing for us sitting down and talk about this, I, I found myself kind of going back and forth. It's like, well, if they, if they learn the rules now, you know, they can sort of like internalize them the more they play. But it's like, man, that's a, like a lot for a kid. Yeah. I feel like that would be way too much for a kid to take yeah. in. I, I feel like <laughs> as weird as it sounds, uh, you know, we watch like, you know, Stranger Things and see like the kids playing it and like they got like a real solid grip on the rules. It's like, man. <laughs> I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying like, you got to have like a lot of uh, desire, like in yourself to go in and like, like internalize the rules because they're, you, you can make D and D pretty complicated uh, if you want. Uh, but I feel like good DMS streamline certain parts because it's just, it makes more, it makes it more fun in my opinion. And it also like, I feel like certain things, if the DM is bad and only straight up following the rules, like, I feel like, you know, it doesn't make sense scenario wise. I will uh, talk about this more. I'm going to actually turn off the furnace because <laughs> that's loud. Uh, and we'll be right back after a very short break. Sure. And we're back. Although the thing Hello. is still going, it will shut off shortly. Um, but what do you what do you think about, you know, potentially ruining a scenario uh, based on following the rules too closely? I I don't know. <laughs> um I don't know. I've never I've never followed the rules. Like I've 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 I glance over the guidelines. Right. I mean that's well pretty much what I use it for and then right. I'm just like okay, I'll just go with how I feel. Yeah, there's no D and D police gonna like bust down no. your door like, hey, uh he didn't perform uh, you know whatever like whatever kind of check uh so yeah I'm sorry. I, yeah your <laughs> your encounter's invalid you have to restart it yeah it's i mean i to me first and foremost like we said it's it's more about fun right you know like if do i really need to make that dice roll probably not you know should right. i have maybe i don't yeah. know like yeah. <laughs> like i think certain investigations are good when it like leads to something um or if there's like obvious traps you know, that your characters would encounter. But I, I just don't think that you always need to be just hard and fast with them. And I know that there are people out there and there's probably people even listening that are like, uh, no, you got to follow, you got to follow yeah. them rules, which I get. Like you spend, you know, 30 minutes getting prepped for a battle, getting your characters all set up. And then, you know, someone slips in some oil, slides down the stairs and then ends up right in front of the boss. You know, like anything could happen. Right. Like uh, there's no... You plan as much as you want. And, and to me, that's like funny. That's like, yeah, you, you can just roll with it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to like, you don't have to make it too easy for your characters either. Cause that, no. I think that's not, that's not fun either. If you're just steamrolling opponents. Um, yeah. Depending, sure. depending. I, I think, oh man, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way to word this because like in my head, it makes sense. But like when I'm talking, I'm like, oh no, but I can see the other side. It's like, what is like the, the most bang for your buck, you know, good or bad. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's what you go for, you know, like, I'm sorry, you guys did not prepare to go into this. Like you didn't take a rest, a short rest <laughs> or a long rest. And now you're at the boss. Like this is on you. 
Right. <laughs> like if y'all get if you get messed up now, like that's kind of on you. Yeah. Whereas like, oh, the boss has this super powerful thing and he took out just your entire party. Wipes the whole party. Right. Like that's like <laughs> that's less fun. And you know, we we can get into like the <laughs> like the, the the very granular minutia another time. Uh I don't think either of us are interested in in that. I think we're just interested in having a good time. Yeah, I'd much more rather have a good time than sit there and scroll through the book for fifteen minutes yeah. trying to figure out well. Yeah, because does that firebolt work like that? I'm just, I just, I remember there's been a couple of times where we've even had to like, you know, even like Tyrone would have to like look something up because we did come up with like a really good question, and that's different. That's like cool. I hope the I hope the guide is going to support me on this one. You know, right? Um, well, I mean, there's a, there's you know there's rules and laws. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Well, and I still stand by, you know, there's an exception to just about every single rule. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm not the only one out here, like (laughs) modifying rules. (laughs) I barely use them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I feel kind of the same way. I mean, we'll see when I really, we get into this next module, how, how close I want to follow some of the stuff because Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you're always going to have like the basic things that you follow. Like you're not going to hit that guy from. 400 yards out yeah like, like that's not gonna yeah, happen you know what your range is like, that's not it <laughs> i don't care if you roll three you know d20s and you get a critical success on all of them your guy can't do that right did you um, make that four foot jump probably right like <laughs> oh that's the thing okay so like if you have a gap that's everyone could literally make uh and maybe you like let everyone else go except for like the clumsy dragonborn who like hits his head on like, the thing. Dude, right, you have to do an athletics check to see if you fall into the, the pit of you can literally abyss. step over that dude yeah Cause that, that's funny. Uh, but you know, I digress. Okay. So D and D favorites time. All right. Favorites, uh, D and D weapon type weapon type or just weapon itself. Favorite D and D weapon type. Yeah. Like when you, like, like when you set up your characters, what do you, what do you want? Well, I mean, what do you start? What do you want them to use usually? Cause you get like a lot of options in D and D. That's what a lot of people may not know is that when you roll a barbarian, he doesn't, he or she doesn't have to use an ax. Yeah. Uh, spears, swords, spears, swords, warhammers. Like mm-hmm. you can, like so. Like what? What's your? I'm. I, I do like the edge weapons. You know, yeah. um, like obviously Norm as a rogue is uh, is going to have daggers. Yeah. And then uh, my <laughs> my Fey warrior is uh, he uses a uh, just what? a battle axe. I think. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you describe your your latest character. My please. my latest character is a, a fairy warrior named Pistachio Dark Sparkle. That's right. And sure he's is. nine inches tall. Yeah. We uh and, and you have a mini. Did you I do I, I made that. Like I had to like take yeah. I took like three minis and cut them up and, yeah. and glued glued, did you, glued did you, like, all epoxy this thing. Them? So, uh, just super glued okay. like the wings from another thing. Yeah. You know? And uh made like this little tiny demon looking fairy, pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It is awesome. I wanna I wanna post a picture of that in the in the Substack too, next to like a regular size mini, so you can. I mean, you got it because like it, our barbarian character is literally nine inches tall. Like you got it. You have to <laughs> for 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 those listening. You have to try to like imagine this because it, it, it is as awesome. I'm sure somebody out there would be like, that can never happen. You yeah, know, like, well, it, well, in my world, it does. So too bad. Yeah, one trillion percent. Uh, one. And he uses happened. a battle axe, which I can imagine is probably like a kitchen cleaver uh maybe i'm trying to think like uh like basically what it would look like yeah yeah i mean it would be uh something like a knife because as i've learned uh playing a lot of dark souls 
uh, a lot of the giant great swords are actually considered battle axes because they have more because they're so yeah like the and so meat cleaver i think i came up with a question because since it was a fairy and he was so small like how is his damage calculated yeah you remember that and i think we just said just normal just just, normal we're just (laughs) rolling we're just rolling with it it doesn't matter who cares this nine inch he's got like this little meat cleaver yeah but he's like he's hitting like a truck right uh you know uh and that's just to me that's that's fantastic i want to i i'm the dm on this one and i'm i was like i'm 100 percent allowing it so crazy. Uh, okay, it's so back to the favorites. Favorite enemy or enemy type? Favorite enemy type. Mm. I don't know. I've always been partial to like the bugbear. Yeah, yeah. The bugbear is very cool. I like the bugbears. Yeah, and those uh, those appear pretty early. Uh, yeah, they are. They're not the like. They're you know a step above common. I guess if you yeah. want to say that. Yeah, I mean, I they would be like they a strong one, cool. a stronger common enemy, but they're, yeah. they're very, very cool. I mean, everybody always likes the beholder and stuff too. So yeah, I mean, that's very, very associated with D and D. It's like I think part of like their logo sometimes too. Yeah, the giant I, eye, eyeball yeah. monster. Yeah, I, I have the beholder. What about you? Uh, I don't know, man. Like I have really sort of enjoyed, uh, like, so our last campaign we did was Curse of Strahd, which again and just an incredible uh incredible um module we encountered a lot of like undead stuff and like there was a lot of undead and a lot of the my the spells that i had as a druid were like like sunlight spells and so i really enjoyed like putting a ball of like sunlight on enemies and just kind of cooking them um that was always fun that was cool uh and we did and that was one of the things we did with uh strahd who actually we had i don't know if we had a game plan we sort of had a game plan but the way our roles worked out is like i don't know if anybody took damage from strahd when we finally came down to fight him and it was so epic because like we 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 basically stun locked him and then uh as the dm tyrone kept rolling misses and like he couldn't move and he had like this sunbeam just cooking him just he was just constantly taking damage it was good uh so i don't know man that might be my favorite one of my favorite encounters at least um the, I strat, really, the strat encounter yeah yeah uh because you couldn't like hurt him or like do anything before then and so like it was funny too because like a lot of times we would be like you know like talking shit to him and you know and whatnot and he would just be like amused just kind of amused that we would be like have the have the audacity to like talk to him that way and just wrecked him yeah yeah and like <laughs> turns out he uh a little bit of fafo he messed around and found out yep. uh i don't know that see like that was where like i really liked how like tyrone just like let it go you know the, the encounter was definitely like, by far one of our easier encounters but it, like it felt earned because like it made like i felt smart based on the way that we all like were combining working two. together and yeah stuff. working yeah. together and the fact that like we basically got him like pinned down and just, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you do uh, like a like a boss in a video game and you you got have like tons of burst damage, you know, mm-hmm. you're just seeing large chunks of health fall off, and that is so satisfying. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> that just makes you just feel real good. Just like, I know it was like this huge buildup, and then it was like I am gonna we are gonna kill this dude. Yeah, and and uh, man, it was so good, and we got a lot of good loot. So oh, that yeah. was that was probably my favorite. Uh, what about what about you? What's your favorite uh, like boss? It doesn't have to be one we've killed. So it doesn't have to be like the Strahd encounter or mm-hmm. any of the other ones we did. Do you have like a favorite that we haven't played as, but you've seen elsewhere that you know of? Like, um, like a, like, well, I like mean, Vecna is a boss. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like, are you talking about like the Vecna's Anything. and like the Tiamat? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that would be 
really cool. I've watched a few videos of uh, like Critical Role. They've done that yeah. where they they fought like Tiamat. You know, yeah. uh, I think Tiamat would be a really good good one to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm even down, you know, like going, doing the Vecna thing, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I, you know, like since we started so late, there's so much, yeah, yeah, so we, many resources that we have still yeah, untapped, we're, we're, you know, it's a bummer. It's kind of like when I look around my basement and I've got, I've got over a thousand books down here yes. and I know that I'm never going to like read them all. Like books are kind of like games and music where you buy them with the intention of reading them someday and realize, oh, I'm never going to get to that one, but it's okay. there. Yeah, it's there. It's if yeah. I wanted to, you know, I, could, I could I could start every one of the books in my basement at least, read ten you know, pages like, in each. <laughs> like you know, like like there's people that have been playing D and D their entire lives. Yep. So they know all of these different things. Yep. Like we're still, I guess, if you want to call it, relatively new. Yeah, we are. Even though this. we've been playing for years, we're it, still new. Like yeah. And so like I we don't I don't even know all of the modules that are out there, but there's right. people out there that be able to just you know yeah. name them off right away to you. Yeah. So yeah. every time I discover something new, I'm like, oh my god, that would be sweet, you yeah. know, like this. And then so, there's people out there be like, yes, in fact, that was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite realm, uh, same rules as Fade Boss. That'd be one we've been to. A realm? Yeah. Like uh, like Neverwinter is one. Um, I actually forgot what because like I think we might have crossed realms. Uh. At what was the once. one where the what realm was it that the, the, the mansions in? That's what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'd uh, have to go home it, and get the. It's been a bit since we played, so yeah. I have to I have to go home and look at my notes. But yeah, because the Strahd one I think takes place in, an, in yet another realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we went we went from the mansion into the yeah. Strahd world. Yep. So whatever, I like that one where the mansion was. Yeah, the mansion I, is cool. It's, uh, I feel it's like big, an idiot because I can't remember. No, it's fine. Like it's it's where our home base is. It's our, our like all of our stuff. That we could work, yeah, right. Like, we got the uh, our our Thane. Yeah, I guess if you want to call him that, that yeah. jester that we picked up. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just chilling. So good. Um, and then <clears throat> last favorite uh, setting, like woods, bog, castle, anything. What's like? What's your favorite place to be in? Uh, I really like the silent, hilly, foggy towns. Yeah, those are my favorite, man. Yeah, like, which was like all of Barovia for Curse of Yes, Strahd. dude, Barovia. Um, that's, that's the country. Yeah. The country. Yeah. I really like that, you know, especially like, you know, when we were walking through like the alleys and stuff and then like going into like the houses where we met that like blind vampire kid or whatever it was. Oh man, that was so weird. (laughs) Was it? And then there was that one kid like locked up in the basement of the church. Yeah. That kid. Yeah. That was no good. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. Uh, That was, was that that was the one I tried to feed him that pie. Yeah, which <laughs> speaking of, if you said let's let's say let's say you were adventuring through a country, you know, that was shrouded in fog, uh, and gloom, and the name of this country rhymes with Morovia. Let's yeah. say let's just say. And uh and then you discovered a hag who lived in or under or around this giant windmill that may or may not have been called Old Bone Grinder. <laughs> uh it was very spooky. Uh and she was like really, really, really enthusiastic, right, about selling you these homemade pies. Okay. Uh, would you eat one? I mean, hypothetically, of course. Well, the definition, I remember this. So, uh, the definition of these pies was you can eat it and you go into a state of euphoria, but when you come out of it, you long to go back to it. Right. And I think that's what she said forever. Yeah. So you have this longing of wanting these pies so you can go back and so I tried to feed it to that vampire kid. Yeah. <laughs> See what would happen. And he didn't, he like threw it against the wall or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and then 
I got into a tussle with the half elf and yep. I force fed him that pie. Yeah, I was gonna say if 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 you could, you know, if you wouldn't eat it, what what could you uh, use one of those pies for in yeah. the future? You force feed it to the half elf. Uh, you the force party. feed it to the half elf in your party because he lost a bet or something. I can't. remember. It was a bet. <laughs> it was a, a bet settled by dice roll, and uh, uh, yeah, he 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 ate the pie, and uh, he's never been right. No, <laughs> ever since. I think he what because he after like a long rest. He was gone. We, we, he, he's gone. Yeah. Like, uh, he just had vanished. Yeah. He was like out like half naked in the woods. Yeah. We have to like go find him and uh, he, like get him his gear back. Yeah. And <laughs> well, no, because if you remember, something attacked the town uh, and he like came in the middle of the battle because uh, he was gone. <laughs> Being high off the pie. Yeah. Do, do you well, remember I, that? I remember that part, but I also remember just waking up and he was like, sleeping in like the gutter of an alley or something yeah well he but that's that i think that's you know he was out looking for more he, he, was, <laughs> jo- he was fiending he was a pie fiend uh so anyway cords are on the half elf sorry buddy uh my bad man yeah you're <laughs> you're a lifer at that with that pie life but um yeah man we've uh we've been rolling here for about 48 minutes and this is this has been super fun do you got what anything else you want to talk about well, like i wanted to ask you what like are your kids' favorite experiences so far with the D and D and Hero Kids and stuff? Like, um, what do your kids play? My, my kids have done. I'm trying to remember. We did the pirate uh, D, uh, Hero Kids one, which they really liked. Uh, I think it was the same one with the you know where you know Seamus fed the rat the mushroom, mm-hmm. uh, and we. I don't think they did that. I think they just uh, just wrecked shop. Ben was like, "Do you just, let your kids like role play out their characters yeah. and?" The, I, uh, I don't try to move too fast nope. through the... I just wait till they're ready to roll. And I'm like, you guys ready? All right, here we go. You kind of like let them dictate the pace. Uh, Joey played like this uh, flying... It looked like a tiefling, but it has wings. And it was like kind of like a rogue. I can't remember what it's called. Because uh, Hero Kids doesn't use specific D&D terminology because of like licensing. Yeah. And then Ben was this giant turtle, like knight. Oh, yeah. That has like a, like a pole arm. Yeah. Uh, and, was, and, and he gets to roll two dice for damage. So like oh, nice. it's very powerful. Um, I want to say that's way Nolan's was because he's the brute. He's like that yeah. giant. Basically, like what are they? What is that? Uh, Hagrid's brother from Harry Potter. Yeah. He's like yeah. the giant baby kind of uh, yeah. baby Huey in it. Yeah. Through. Oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, so like I don't know like they want uh, and they picked out some different minis. I'll have to go up and look. Uh, I think Joey wants to be uh, like Ben grabbed some Death Knights, which I told him were more enemies than characters. But I'm like, if he wants to be a Death Knight, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll make it happen. It's fine. Yeah. Um, he just liked the way the mini looked, um, and he wanted something else. And then Joey wanted more of like a he again like a rogue. And I think we also got him like a like a tiefling that we're just going to like do kind of what you did. I think we're going to find some, like a bat or something and cut the wings off and then glue it to his, yeah. his mini. Um, because he liked his hero kids. Uh, like it could be like a, like called like a flyer or something. It could just be something simple like that. Some, that I just some, can't remember some, the name yeah. of, um, because he wants to have that. And I'm like, that's fine, man. Like, let's just, let's just roll with whatever. I'm, I'm all about do what you want. Yeah. Like that's what you want, man. Like we'll make it happen. It's yeah. fine. And so like my, my thoughts are, you know, going back to like, what we talked about earlier with like the rules is I'm going to kind of like introduce stuff. Uh, I'm going to slowly kind of like add it in, you know, like uh, let them see if there's how much pushback there is to like doing certain things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they don't like it, I'm like, anytime it's like not fun, I'm going to pull, pull back on that. Yeah. And just cause like, I would like them to know the rules eventually. 
but I don't think they need to really know them any better than you and I know them right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see that it like services other than if they want to like start a D and D channel as they get older, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be a resource for others who want to like there you go because my like, boys and your boys could start their own kids D and D channel. They could, and you know that the, the cool thing is that we sort of discovered during the pandemic when we couldn't get together, we you know zoomed it. Like, oh, we, dude, that was so great. Yeah, like you know, I I prefer playing in person, but. It was still awesome to be able to like get together when nobody could get together. Well, I mean, in Tyrone being the DM, like he had everything on the on the screen. The, yeah. the battle mats, our characters, yeah. everything yeah, was he had all, it all like, set right up. there. It worked out so good. Yeah, Ty- Tyrone, our, our buddy Tyrone is like, like I don't know what his like experience with it was beforehand, or if he none, just none. extremely prepped. When for I it. asked him, it was the first time that he, he had seen people play. Yeah, but he was like, I've never played myself. But he went, he took on the DM role. Yeah. and was absolutely amazing at it. Yeah, like it's a tough act to follow. I think was Jake originally going to do it, and then uh, he had a whole bunch of like 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 work things and like life things going on at once. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll do it because like yeah, we, cause I felt it, it bad. Was, it was first me. And then it went to Tyrone yep. and then Jake was going to, and then he had a lot going on. Yeah. And so you took I, over. Cause like, I don't want, I was like, dude, I don't want you to feel like this is like a, another a, a job. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like this is supposed to be fun. I'll do it. Uh, and then I immediately dropped the ball after our first session. <laughs> uh, but now I'm like, I'm feeling, you know, just talking about this today. I feel like re-energized. I'm so ready to start rolling dice yeah. again. I mean, I still roll dice with my kids and yeah. stuff, but I mean, to yeah, get, I'm, to get the core back together, man. Yeah, I think what I'm I'm probably gonna do is let you guys pick which character you want to use. I might just pick up at the level that we were at the end of like Tyrone's module and let you guys just like do your even if it's a brand new character up to that level. I was gonna say I might do a new character. I don't know. Pistachio's pretty dope, but yeah. I don't know. I since it's been so long, I'm kind of. Eh. Maybe I want to try something new. Or go back to Norm. Because I've I've only done, you know, basically damage rolls. Yeah. You know, I'd like to maybe try to do something else. Yeah, let's, uh, I mean, you're hearing it here first, uh, listener, uh, us planning our next next campaign. Because, uh, you know, we talked about Critical Role, uh, another really good podcast uh, with one of my favorite podcasters. His name's Austin Walker. He does uh, Friends at the Table. Uh, And they have done a ton of, like, like, modules. And he's like really good at like tabletop stuff and DMing. Uh, and so like their, 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 uh, experiences, uh, their adventures are really good because they're like, they're all like real good at it. And so I recommend that cause I've been listening to it a lot, getting, you know, inspired, uh, and re re reinvigorated. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I listen to them. I listen to, DD podcast while I'm at work. Yeah, well, I mean, I got a job where I no, I don't have to talk to anybody. So. Right, you just put the headphones. I just in, put the, work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, like, 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 there's like, I feel more uh, in a position now to be able to like, uh, like, do more stuff that I, I have read more. Like, uh, you know, we're sitting here chatting, microphone between us, and underneath it is the uh, Dark Souls. Uh, I know. T- I keep tabletop. looking at it. Yeah, it's, and as you can <laughs> see, right in the corner, it's uh, got uses the five E D and D rules. Oh, nice. That's and cool. so. Uh, you know, I'm going to take some stuff from that. You know, we're going to just, uh, we're going to mix it up. I pulled stuff from everywhere, man. Yeah. And uh, I did buy the, uh, well, you probably remember, but I did buy the Rise of Tiamat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only hesitation I have doing that is because I've heard it's pretty like end game. And so like, I want to kind of save it. But also like one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, while we have time, we should just like do like just whatever. Like there's so much end game stuff. Like I shouldn't be worrying about saving one particular module because like we may never get to it then and so it makes more sense to just just do it (laughs) 
ball out, man. Yeah, and so that's my uh, that's my goal soon. I bought myself. Uh, Amazon's always got those uh, buy two get one free deals, mm-hmm. and a lot of times like you're already getting discounts on the books, and they had a big D and D sale with that, and so I picked up like the monster manual, uh, the 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 DM handbook, and like something else, and uh, so we got a lot of we got a lot like of stuff physical or yeah, physical. Like yeah, no, I'll show you here in a second uh, when when we get done. I don't want to have a bunch of doors shutting and whatnot in the <laughs> so background. But yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm excited because like, this is so fun. I, I, I want everyone who is listening, who's even thought about it, like, just do it. Like I, you can, and now with like the power of like internet being as good as it is, you could probably find an online D and D group, like really like today, like listening to it now, get off the pod when this is over, you could probably find a D and D group. Oh yeah. And And even rolling, you know, the game shop, that's only a couple miles from our house. They have open nights where people can just show up and play. I think. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have any dice, like they actually have pretty good, like generative, like dice rollers you can download to your phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, I which, think even uh, the D&D app has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The D&D Beyond app or yeah. just the D&D other. D&D Beyond. Yeah. Like, so you, you have all the tools you need. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can. This is, oh, this is, this <laughs> you is can spend some serious money on D&D. That you can spend as much as you want. Um, shit, man, I got, uh, it's not over there anymore. I moved it. But I got like some Warhammer stuff uh, because I picked up at a garage sale, just mm-hmm. Warhammer rule books. Like, why not? We'll just bring it in. Why not? You might. What if you fall through a portal and you're like, there's space now, orcs. Now it's now we're in the middle of a space army battle. Yeah, like why, <laughs> you can help these folks. You know, maybe we'll get you guys some energy. Whatever, shields. man. Yeah. Like it's all anything can happen in the world of D and D. Yeah, dude. Like, don't uh, if you're if you're thinking about it. I say just do it. Like because you know, it's uh it's like a bittersweet regret that I have that like. I feel it feels nice that we have so much like that we can do, mm-hmm. but also kind of bummed in the sense, like I said earlier, that like there's so much stuff we'll never see. And that's OK. And you, know? and, the, and you know what? That's all right. And and like I also is like am thinking like, man, I should have started playing in high school. Right. You know, but then, you know, where would my collections be? Right. You know, would I Your have other my collection? massive collections of video games or would it be all D and D stuff, right. you know, yeah, it's, or there's try a, a combination of both, but there's a, it's it's always it, give I, and take, and like because in my room it's got it's got its own corner, yeah, you know, of all the D and D stuff. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about that I almost forgot, and we can't because uh, of all the people we know, I think you and I are the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. Yes, probably by a good margin of all of our friends, uh, and you have the old TNT, Jesus Christ, TMNT, <laughs> uh, like tabletop originals i do and uh man <laughs> those are cool like i are, are do you ever like look at them anymore did you look I through do. them once and then keep them in plastic right like how did you uh, decide what to do with those no I, I i i do pull them off the wall and look at them from time to time I pull inspiration from wherever you can you yeah. know and um what what i really like is the actual like dm screen that yeah. came with it you know, like, oh, actually, I don't remember. I feel like you showed it to me, but I can't picture it now. You have to. Yeah, show it. it's have just to show it it's just later. a bifold little DM screen. Man, there is so much cool information on that thing. I yeah. don't. Maybe we'll have to post some pictures of that too, yeah. because I took it to a, a like a our local game shop. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to Ben's Game Zone. Ben's Game Zone is best, awesome. Best retro best, games. Oh god. I, I mean, it's not just retro games. They got new stuff too. They got new it's stuff mostly too. like if you want retro games and you're in the Omaha <laughs> metro area. Uh, Ben's Game Zone, number one. Yeah, uh, 84th and Harrison, just yes. east of 84th and Harrison. Sorry, I'm, I'm dropping, I'm dropping all the info because we want Ben to get himself some, uh, some, some business. If, if this drums up even one customer, it's worth it. Yeah, but uh, 
I told Ben that I had these things. Yeah. And he was like, well, bring them in sometime. And so I brought them into him and everybody took pictures of them. People wanted to buy them. Yeah. People had never even heard of them or yeah. seen them. It's people wild, heard of them, can... wanted to take pictures with them. Like, I mean, it was, there was like a crowd of people that wanted to look at these things. Yeah. Cause turtles are awesome. Like just straight up. Like, oh, dude, I've got so much turtle stuff. I got the old VHSs. I got the original sewer. I got the action figures. Yep. I've got the book, like yep. the movie book. Yeah. Um, I've got um, a Kevin Eastman signed like, yeah. uh, Funko. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, I'm, t- I'm telling got... you, Lister. Like, fo- folks, don't 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 do not underestimate our love for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like that I was our, I think it, that was dude. our number one growing up. I even have like the painted glass. Yeah, you know, like. If, if anybody grew up in the 80s and you remember the painted glass pictures, they used to have like tigers and unicorns and rainbows and, yeah. you know, like a dark horse stallion blowing through the clouds. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 80s uh, fantasy. 80s fantasy stuff. That's I have also awesome simultaneously. Where they're all, all the, the uh, their headbands and armbands and everything, they're all red. Yeah. And it's hand painted. That's yeah, the OG. They, now, if I remember right. Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to see like, uh, I, I'm forgetting already because I, I, I listened to two podcasts in a row about like the original series when mm-hmm. they were all read and one was disagreeing with the other one. And now I can't remember which one was correct, but I think it had to do with the fact that they had a limited number of colors they could use to print the comic book. So obviously you need green, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of it was black and white. Um, that's the way the original yeah. comic books that I had, they yeah. were all black yeah, and white. Except they also had red. And so they're like, okay, we're going to make the masks and the bands and whatnot uh, red. And so I really hope, you know, it's on, it's out there now, internet. I just, I said what I said, but if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> it I'm is wrong. what it is, man. It is what it is. But uh, it's, uh, man, it's just so cool because like, it, it, like you know, Eastman and Laird really uh, kind of had their finger on the pulse of like what, like what people wanted. Like they knew they had something good. No one like was like trying to give them well, a chance at first. Well, I mean, I remember them talking, like he did an interview and he was like, this thing is like going to be like a total joke. Yeah. And it was just like, holy crap. Yeah. Like this is something. Yeah. And then there was a whole bunch of knockoffs after Ninja Turtles, which, you know, I think I even have some like of the sharks. Yeah. There was um, the, uh, the street sharks and I mean, Battletoads, uh, was the closest maybe competitor was Battletoads a comic before it was a game or was it vice versa? No, I can't remember. I don't remember. Um, uh, I was just, Battletoads were fine. Uh, yeah, I like Battletoads. Uh, except, I mean, the NES game was like almost impossible, it at is. least in the day. It is. Well, here's the thing. Uh, A lot of people, uh, if you want to play the original Battletoads, the way to do it is, uh, I guess you can probably only do it on Xbox, uh, maybe PC. You get the Rare Replay Collection because it has a rewind button. And so every time you fuck up on the jet ski, which you will do. Dude, I hate that jet ski Guaranteed, you will do it. You will mess up unless you are like a speedrunner of Battletoads. Uh, You just rewind and you know where it's coming and then you can like do it. Uh, it's, it's the first time I've ever able to beat that part without like game. I don't, well, I don't think you can game genie your way through it. Yeah, you can. You could just game genie to the level past. Okay, because that's like, how I did it. I because, could never beat it because the jet like, ski. The jet ski, for all intents and purposes, for anyone who's never played the eight bit original NES Battletoads, uh, uh, first uh, that sucked. It's that level sucked. <laughs> it's all. I'm it's sorry. Awful. It, it is just, awful. It sucked. Uh, but it was also for for the average person basically impossible. Yes. I'm just going to leave it. Just going to leave it at that. So, but yeah, man, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, turtles like spawned, I don't know, animal mascots of, of a kind for a while. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a, well, they had the rabbits. I can't remember. I don't remember yeah. the names of these, but they had the rabbits yeah. and then they had, uh, frogs. Yeah. I have the, one of those. At home yeah. Too. I got a uh, Genghis frog, uh, uh, Rasputin. 
uh, uh, oh my god, why can't I remember the other two? Or is it three? Is there only three frogs? Yeah, they're in the new game. Shredder's Revenge, by the way. That game whips. Like, y'all oh, gotta play that. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, one of the best beat-em-ups. Uh, we had a whole episode on beat-em-ups. I think I already talked about it on there, but I really love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be too late by the time you're listening to this, but it also reminded me of another really good beat-em-up, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. If you are thinking about buying that, you need to do it soon because it is delisting. Like you're, Again, it was it, it went away. Uh, limited run games, uh, the, the, you know, they have controversy because some people uh, don't like their like actual business practice, uh, but they have done a good job of getting certain titles into people's hands. Uh, and so they had gotten a license for Scott Pilgrim and a couple other games, uh, Bill and Ted's, uh, mm-hmm. like the NES one. Uh, but those all run out, I think, this month, at the end of this month. And so th- those games, if you don't get a physical copy, uh, you better buy it digitally before the uh, the, the IP expires because then it, they can't like legally sell it. Uh, someone might pick it up in the future, but that's got Pilgrim game rules. Uh, I, we have three copies of it because my boys love it so much. Uh, it's a beat em up where like it has each character, like, you know, like with the turtles, for example, like, you know, you can like level them up in the Shredder's Revenge. Uh, you do the same thing okay. uh, in Scott Pilgrim. You can like level up your dudes. Uh, the the cool the cool thing is like I don't think this would work in an arcade as well because you know in arcades how it just like steals your quarters. Like the levels are a certain length. Yep. Scott Pilgrim levels are like probably twice as long as like the regular one. So like there's more stuff to do. Right. Uh, I'm gonna have to pick this up. It's I don't good. have it. It's so. good. It's really good. And, and uh, it has multiplayer online. So like you know well, your, your boys and my boys we could all play it. Like. Uh, uh, I think it's at least four player. Uh, Turtles uh, goes up to like six or eight, and it's just mayhem. Like it's like you can't even like see what's going on on the screen. But it's it's it is doable. Um, Scott Pilgrim, though, based on the <laughs> based on the anime, based on the movie uh, game, mm. uh, it's very multi layered, very meta. But it, it rules, absolutely rules. Uh, and uh, you know we we've gone from D and D to beat 'em ups, but I don't know. I think there's a logical. Those are like two things a lot hey. of kids our age did back when they were kids. I that's. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> beat-em-ups are so good. Uh, that Capcom beat-em-up collection, man, like people don't even know how much of a gem that is. And it goes on sale yeah. all the time. Like there's so much good stuff on there. Final Fight is like the weakest game on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've already uh, I've already given my Final Fight impressions before. But um, all right, man. I think we, uh, we're we at an hour and five minutes. I know we're not uh, like trying to be like, like, like time police, time cop, Jean-Claude Van Damme. No one's going to get that reference of it, uh, beyond <laughs> below a certain age. Uh, but uh, this was really good, man. I want to do this again. Maybe let's uh, let's plan to do another D&D episode after we get rolling again. Okay. And because uh, here's my thought. It's twofold. We talk about our experiences and then uh, getting our kids like into like some more like official D&D. Maybe mm-hmm. we both have our kids get into the minds of Fandelver. Uh, That's actually what I was going to do after the Bedlam of Neverwinter. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. right into the mines. Yeah, let's do that, and uh, let's just regroup, and shit, man, just see where, see what, see what's up, see what's going on in the world of dice. Sounds good. Can't wait to roll some dice, man. Yeah, we're going to be fun. We're going to do that soon. Uh, And I've also, you know, now that I've said it, uh, in a recorded place on the internet, the internet is forever. Uh, So folks will be checking in, hey, did you start that game yet? And uh, hopefully I'm like, Sure did. Sure did start it. <laughs> I hope so. So anyway, Ryan, it was so good to have you on here. Finally. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, we'll get to, uh, I want to do, man. Okay, so this is my plan. All right. Since Rick is the video guy, I want to get Rick to get like, you know, some equipment, bring it to your house. So we can do like a, a video in the nerd room because I think you're, 
your setup is really cool. Like my 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 setup is not like cool. It's just your like setup's good. It's fine. It's got like all my stuff and it's here and I like it. Uh, but my it's kind of like uh, have you seen that Thor movie? Uh, Thor is it Ragnarok with the with which it's the one with uh, his sister in it and uh, you know uh, the guy taking over for Heimdall. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. He's in the boys. Carl uh, Urban. He's like behold my stuff. Yes. Okay. So that's just my basement, right? It's yeah. like, here it is. Like I got books and games. I got two arcades. Uh, man, you know, I'm still thinking back to the uh, superhero episode I did with Rick. And that, that arcade is, how far is it from me, would you say? Five feet. And I didn't talk about Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> I didn't talk about it's it It's like once. your favorite, dude. It is. It's absolutely <laughs> my favorite. And it's like, I am still kicking myself uh, for not bringing it up on the pod. So that's come. We're going to do another superhero games episode. Uh, maybe you want to get on that and talk about like the NES Batmans because I love them. We talked about that a little bit and Return of the Joker, baby. Oh, dude, those both of them are so good. Like they still hold up. Like I was playing them recently. I was like, these are really good. Uh, man, uh, I just I got oh, so yes. much. It's Batman because it's Batman, and then it's Batman Forever. Yeah, and then or no, Batman Returns. Yeah, and, and then, then Return of the Joker. Yeah, Batman Return of the Joker. Uh, it was kind of confusing. I think a lot of kids are probably getting. Different games than they were asking for. Three of them. Yeah. The the main ones are the original and then the Return of the Joker. Uh, I think Batman Forever got a little overlooked, but I think people are starting to get tired of licensed games. Uh, We sort of talked about it on the superhero episode where, like, do you remember when anytime a game would come out with, like, a a movie tie-in? Like, you'd be like, well, that's going to be garbage. Like, it was like... Like Last Action Hero. Yeah. Or uh, Cliffhanger. Like on Genesis. Man, I don't want to talk about that game. I don't want to talk. We don't. This, we don't have enough time to go into cliffhanger on Genesis, oh dude. Dude, I, I think I even brought it. Or up. even Jurassic Park, dude. Like, oh, actually, <laughs> one. I feel like one of the Jurassic Parks is pretty good. I remember a Super Nintendo. I had it on Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, I think it might have been a Super Nintendo one then. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't. I can't. I don't want to talk about cliffhanger, dude. That it's, game. It's almost, I think it was. Isn't that also another impossible game? Basically, yeah. The, the avalanche. The, the avalanche part is it's, awful, dude. Yeah. Like if hey, if you're out there I like doing a, that part. It's got to be like a pixel perfect run through the avalanche part in order to do it. Because I don't even know if you. I don't even. Like, I, I thought at one time it was like, yeah, we intentionally made this like impossible. Well, did uh, did I uh, have I told you about the the DOS version of TMNT one? You know the NES game with the jump where if you have the game genie on, you die. Uh, oh, you fall into the lava. Yeah. Basically, you like you soft lock yourself. Yeah. yeah. So like that version, but on DOS, they actually didn't program it right, and so there is there's literally a jump that doesn't matter how good you are at the game, you can't make it. <laughs> in the game and it's like halfway through so there's like a whole half of the game that like no one's like ever seen i I think unless you've like somehow like hacked your way through it because the jump is impossible like the mechanic like the programming of the turtle does not allow for you to make this jump uh and man video games were the wild west when we were when we were kids because (laughs) because as soon as they were done with them they were like send it dude Uh, there was no updates there was no no like Oh, like we can fix this on launch. Now, now technically though, what they just did is occasionally like later on they would they would issue a new cartridge. Yeah. Like it would just be the new version. They would sell out the old stock and then you have like uh, you know, price value differences between like right. the I, I not from a collecting standpoint, but I just would always want personally the one with like the correct like the better version of the game. Uh unless I was collecting like uh yeah. Uh, oh man, that's that would be a really good episode to talk about collecting. I think I think we should do that and how you know our boys are gonna hate us when we're dead because they're gonna have to go through all of our stuff. I got so much stuff. We got a lot of stuff. Man. I got. <laughs> uh, that, Dude, I have like well, you know, you've seen the room. Yeah, the room has everything in it, and then there, I probably still have ten more totes of just stuff. Yeah, 
things that could go up on the walls. Yeah. Or cables for you never know that you'll hey, need. Man. I am that guy. Yeah. We saw I'm that meme. Like... We both saw I sent it to you. It's like every guy. I probably have like 80s. two or three totes of just cables to yeah. something. That they that they might use someday. Uh, that old mini camcorder from, you know, 2002. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Use that, use that thing someday. But yeah, let's do it again. Let's do this again sometime. Of this course. This but, was great. Yeah. So for uh, for now, that's uh, that's the Dad Pod Gamescast. And uh we will catch you in two weeks. Bye.